0: I never thought about Hull until I was here. Having got here, it suits me in in many ways. It is a little on the the edge of things. I think even its natives would say that. A
1: cut-price crowd, urban yet simple, dwelling where only salesmen and relations come. And across there, over the estuary of the Humber, is Yorkshire, and you can just see Hull where Philip Larkin lives. It's a place of thunder, clouds, dark red brick Georgian streets where they survive, and steeples and domes. And beyond Hull, was the North Sea. If anywhere's the end of England and the end of land, it's Hull and beyond Hull.
0: Welcome to the podcast. It's a podcast about the culture of Hull, what we do, and who we are. Live from Desmond Avenue. Great chat. Twinned with great music. Jeremy. Welcome and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Now that intro, that jingle there, will make a lot more sense when you listen to the interview with Carl. And that's coming right up after this. When our year as City of Culture ended around October 2017. Thoughts turned to the future. And what would happen here when the circus had rolled out of town? Would the success of the year inspire the people of Hull to continue to create and enjoy stimulating, high-quality art, attracting further interest and investment? Or would we settle back into the provincial obscurity from whence we came, once the spotlight had been turned off? (laughs) Now in 2019, Some of us are saying it feels like we've lost momentum, and it seems that the city has reverted to type. But feelings should be weighed with facts, and that is what the University of Hull's Culture, Place and Policy Institute has been doing. Their big impact assessment, which was presented last week at the Cultural Transformations What's Next conference, judged 2017 to be a hit, albeit with reservations. The year struggled, it said, to engage younger people and those from BAME backgrounds. But it said that the positive effects are still being felt two years on. So that's good then. But what about legacy? What will enable us to say we are still a city of culture in 15 or 20 years' time and beyond? In the next two episodes, we're going to talk about an important part of that future training our next generation of performing artists and removing the barriers that they face if they haven't got money or connections. These are the kids who are going to their very first Saturday morning drama or dance classes and the teenagers who are wondering if their hobby might become their vocation. Napa, the Northern Academy of Performing Arts, is one of the places in Hull where that happens and it's got a new boss. Carl Wheatley is local radio royalty. We've been listening to him on BBC Radio Humberside for 25 years, but this summer he took the chance to begin a new career, actually his third, as you'll hear, as Chief Executive of Napa. He's bringing new energy and ideas to the place where 30 years ago I went. It's the place where I made friends, had fun, and where I got my first glimpse of something that has turned into my life and livelihood. Swing your razor lights, we fold into the skies. We leave the blood of the who There
1: we go. Look at this prep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is there a theme then, or is it just arts people, or what? Do you It's, it's just—it's a podcast about the culture of hope. Yeah. And. I just thought it'd be interesting to speak to you at this point in your career and yeah. professional life because you sort of on a pivot from one dream job to another and so I yeah. think that's really interesting to look back a little bit but particularly look forward yeah um, I think that's always an interesting sort mm. of thing thinking about leaving a big did you, did you was there a moment where you thought right I, I think it's time to move on or did this come up at Napa and think actually that's I'll do that
1: I, I consider myself to be Incredibly lucky because everything happened at the right time right. in the right order. Um, th- there is no higher place to be as a radio presenter than doing the breakfast show. Yeah. And when you, once you've done that, you you look around the office and you think, what What am I going to do next? I've done that for five years. It wasn't my choice to come off it, but they wanted a change. Five years is quite enough of getting up at four in the morning. And they they kind of said, well, we're going to we're going to change it. Mm-hmm. So we've found a a different role for you. We want you to sort of be a producer in charge of, an editor in charge of weekend output. And your heart sinks and you think, when I think, because I was there 25 years, when I think what what I went there for was when I used to be 14 in my bedroom recording Gemini FM, (laughs) as it was called, and putting together this, and I wanted to be a presenter. I didn't want to be ringing up and setting guests up for other presenters. Mm. And that, that sounds like I'm a bit up myself, but that's not what I wanted to do. And so when that happened and they said we're going to change things, I thought, I'm in a real difficult position here, I've been here 25 years, can't do anything else. What am I gonna do? And I'd had a conversation with other staff members who'd been there a similar length of time, and they were sort of like I'd have to retrain, I'd have to, I'd have to, you know, one one of my ex-colleagues wanted to be a bus driver, dreams of being a bus driver one of the presenters and I said, but, you know, I'd have to go to the bottom of the ladder, I'd have to retrain. And when you've been in an organisation 25 years, you're very safe, you feel safe. Oh. You know, I bet they thought they'd carry me out in a box, to be honest. But this came up here at the time that all these thoughts were going on. And I thought, do you know what? It's it's meant to be. Oh. It's almost meant to be. And as you'll know, my mum ran this for 15 years. Yeah. And... Um, I spoke to a couple of the trustees. It's, it's a charity. It's run by a board of trustees. I spoke to a couple of them, and I said, um, "My mum's not going to be doing this forever. If it ever came up, I'd be interested." And they said, "Well," and she never mentioned it to me. Your mum is thinking of downsizing a little bit, or you know, scaling back. Because it's a, as you'll know, this kind of job, it's all consuming. You're here twenty-four-seven. So I spoke to her about it, and they said, do you know what, you'd be perfect for it, because you've got a background in sort of theatre production, that kind of thing. Um, but obviously we'll have to advertise it. And I said, yeah, I don't just want to, you know, oh, a son's turned up now, and here he is running the float." Mm-hmm. So they advertised it, I went for it, and I, and I got it. And um, part of the um, interview was to, to talk for 20, 30 minutes, do a presentation on my first 100 days in the job than what I thought it would be like. It's nothing like what it is in real life. But yeah, so it all happened at the right time. I feel incredibly lucky, really. Mm. And uh, a couple of people said, "Are oh, you brave, making that, it's a big change. I don't see it as brave, really, because my first job was in this building. Yeah. Well, not this building, but in this, when it was called Northern Theatre Company on Maidley Street on Hazel Road. I did a, this is going to age me now, I did a YTS. Right. Uh, straight out of school, 16 years old, did a YTS. I worked there, stage managing all the shows. And then one day a week I had to go to the whole college to lay out to fill forms in. I remember that. I then come back and did, did um, you know four four days and nights at there doing putting shows on, and mm. um, and then went to drama school. But yeah, so I feel like I've kind of come back to to where I started out. Really, it feels good.
0: Complete with the leaks in the roof, which is what I remember from. Well, I've got great memories of because I was involved mm-hmm. at the same time as you were. Yeah. Uh, Some of the shows that you stage managed and and designed and built and stuff I was in with a yeah. lot of our friends and um, I, I just was walking down the side and the scaffolding here yeah. and I know you're trying to that's one of the things you want to, you want to fix yeah. but people know you for obviously the BBC they'll now know you for this but it's sort of your third career you've alluded to that because you were a stage manager that was your sort of first career wasn't it? Yeah um,
1: I went to drama school I went to the Guildhall School in London uh, in 90 left in 92 and uh, in fact we had a reunion for 25 years and I um, we we all look exactly the same in our minds. We (laughs) don't look any different to, you know. uh, And it's interesting, the reunion of stage managers. Uh, There's a wide variance in what we're all doing. And one of our year is head of touring for the National Theatre. Another one uh, has opened her own bakery. There's a complete, you know, it's just wonderful to see what these 25 people are doing. But um, yeah, I trained for two years, left got a few jobs in the theatre, stage managing. It's really hard, as you know, it's mm. really hard.
0: For anybody who doesn't know, stage managers are the glue that hold a production together. Yeah. If something needs to do it, and nobody else is sort of tasked to do that, a stage manager will rescue that. And yeah. they will just keep the show together. Yeah, It's, it's a, a phenomenal range of skills. It's a great job, but it, it,
1: it's a terrifying job, because one day you could be, and, and when I was at college, again, this will age me, there was no internet. And so they used to send you off to research Russian samovar tea sets. Okay. Go to the library and find out, you know, what we'd need for this production. And and you'd think now you just Google it and you'd get a picture and you'd you know, and then you'd Google it again and find somewhere that hires them out. But it was very different then. You had to go and research and draw things and you had to learn one day to make something out of a huge block of polystyrene. I remember we had to make For an opera a huge set of nappy pins because all the characters had big nappy pins and nappies on i don't know what i can't even remember what opera it was we were shaving those out of polystyrene and um, the next day you're trying to recreate a fries chocolate wrapper for you know but all this kind of you do lighting you do sound you're rigging you've got to do everything really it's brilliant job brilliant job and i did that and um, I left drama school and, and my first job was at the Chelsea Arts Theatre I remember that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was a play called No Flies on Mr Hunter and it was directed by Janet Susman, the actress oh, yeah. who was horrible
0: to me <laughs>
1: oh, God. I mean there was these actors who she worshipped and then there was me straight out of college really awful to me You know, she'd just say I don't know why you're here I don't know what you're doing here darling I don't know what you're doing here um, go and make go and make tea or something. Don't watch yet. We're not ready for what you know. It was just it really mm-hmm. put me off. It was right. awful. Uh, anyway, I I did that and I stuck it out. And then I um, after that I I did a stage managed assistant stage manager a panto in Oxford mm-hmm. with a couple of soap stars in it, and um, I loved that. And that yeah. kind of a, all the props arrived in a box from last year, mm. so there was no kind of hunting around for Russian tea sets. But um, but B, it was just so much fun, yeah. and you got to go on dressed as Freddie the Fox and come off. Oh, you were it, Yeah, so you, you were brilliant. In a yeah. skin, you know, as they call it, and it was just, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I loved it. So yeah. that was my stage my career, and then, but it was all three month contracts here and there, mm. and it's really hard to make a living. And of course, you're living in London because at that time I think things are changing but at that time if you wanted to be working in theatre you lived in London yeah. even if you could not afford to eat you would it, to come home would be like saying I've, I've lost it I've failed it yeah, I understand know? that yeah. and it's not like that now I don't think
0: hopefully well I but think it, it, it was. it's been so expensive that it, you know people are just going you know what I, I think there's other stuff going on yeah. elsewhere, and I can buy a house. And also, to, it used to take four hours to get to London,
1: whereas you, mm. if you're, you'll be going to auditions, and mm. you can be in a couple of hours and yeah. back back in a day. And I can remember many an hour waiting for the connecting train on Doncaster Station, oh and God, thinking, yeah. "Oh, here we go. It's going to be hours," you know. But um, so I stuck it out, and then I came home. Bag of, I did a few jobs and I, stage management jobs, and so I came home with a bag of. Washing and said to my mum, I, I can't, look, can't afford it. Mm. I moved back in home and uh, I said, I just don't know what to do. And she said, Because uh, you couldn't get, you could, where would you go here around here to get a professional theatre job? You know, I tried to get myself in at the West George Playhouse, as it was, and uh, did a bit of work experience there. And uh, I, I stage a stage manager, I loved it. A summer season at the Futurist, which has sadly gone now in Scarborough, with Joe Longthorne and uh, Jimmy Tarbuck and, and Michael Barrymore, and all these names, it was just great, you know, um, three or four shows a day, mm. and then living in digs, it was brilliant. And then I came home and I thought, what can I do? And my mother said, Do you know what? You used to love, you used to love radio, why don't you write to the local radio? Because, you know, you're a bit of a chatterbox. And I, I wrote in, and a month later they rang me and said, Can you work tomorrow? Answering the phones. And I went, Yeah,
0: and that was it. 25 years. Brilliant. That's amazing. And if, if people want to read a bit more, you, you've written a couple of really beautiful blog posts that you can find via your Twitter, but um, they're really great. You sort of look back at some of the sort of high points here of your BBC career, and obviously looking forward, where we are now in this beautiful office, yeah. with the sun coming through the leaves for a change in between <laughs> rainstorms. Um, I'd really like those trees knocking
1: down if anybody... <laughs> uh, if anybody that, that's kind of they're lifting the pavement up. But oh, really? Apparently there are There's only four trees in. on Annabee Road in Hull. And there are two of them, so they're very loath to let us knock them down. Okay.
0: Well, they have to come down because they're the upon your foundations? Basically, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that's uh, that's sort of sad. Well, on on that sort of subject, your mum looked after this place for 15 years, and like you say, it's it's, it's not a nine-to-five. What have you found you need to do? Well, it's a fascinating place, but
1: to use an analogy there's been a lot of people scrubbing the decks and not, nobody really steering it and that's not me pointing at the finger of anybody it's just the way it's happened when you most of the staff have been in 10, 15 years which says something good about the place but um, the problem was that it, it was all going on in here but nobody was really shouting about it and so when I did that half 20 minute half hour pitch in my job interview I talked about the need to shout about what's going on here and, and change the public image because if you, if you don't know what goes on here and a very prominent person in arts in the city said to me, well, it's just a dance school, in it? It's all like little kids and tiaras and tutus and all that. And it is that, but there are 600 kids here. And it's much more than that, as you know. And, and I, I think it's a, it's an image problem that it's got. And I think when you're trying to... It's, it's not raining right now, but if it was, there'd be buckets everywhere in this building." Mm. It's a great touristic building, and when you're trying to raise money, you don't want to be giving the image out that you are some kind of middle class haven for little girls in tutus. Mm. And, and I don't think it's going too far to say that we are changing lives here. The kids that come here, who I had a phone call the other day from a kid, and I'd only been here a couple of weeks, and he said, uh, "I just wanted to, are you the new guy?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "I just wanted to thank Napa." And I said, "All right, are you what are you an actor or what?" And he said. No, he said, I'm a plumber, but if it hadn't been for Napa, I'd be in prison, because all my family are. And I was like, wow, I need to bottle that somehow and mm. and tell the world about what's going on. And you know what the arts does for young people. It's about confidence and it's about them. There are kids from the top private schools in the area here mixing with kids from the lowest rated Primary schools in the area—they don't see it. They're just mates here at Napa, and I, it's really good for them. It's brilliant. So yeah, I think the big job is to talk, is to get out there. And what I've done is I've written to everybody I've interviewed over the years on Radio Other Side and said, "Do you remember me? I gave you a really nice interview. Yeah. Uh, can I come and uh, can, can you come and see what we do?" And it started to pay off, hmm. like Rosie Millard, who was the city of culture chair. I, I, I emailed her and said, I've just taken over. You might have heard of Napa. She went, yeah. She said, I'm in Leeds because she's connected with Opera North. Come and see me. And she sat down with me for three hours and I couldn't write fast enough. The contacts, oh, ring them, do this, get them. Say, say Rosie told you to do this. And so really I'm just pulling in favours. That will dry up, I realise, when people go...
0: Hmm.
1: Forget what I used to do, but at the moment I'm I'm trading on that the fact that my name is fairly
0: well known. Absolutely, yeah, and And that's why they hired
1: me, I suppose. Which I'm not here to to set the educational agenda. I'm here to bring in money and and let them carry on. You know. And you've worked in a big organization and you've seen
0: how you know healthy uh, institutions work, or maybe Mm -hmm. not in certain cases. And you can bring the sort of the big wide world in. Yeah. Uh, into here which can seem a little bit kind of hermetically sealed like you say just kind of dance classics i was thinking back to when i was at northern theater and the range of shows that we did we'd be doing like musical yeah. and then shakespeare and then like a brand new play that yeah um you know norman parker written on tom strid and richard mm. i was thinking this the other day we all
1: know the songs to wartime <laughs> songs because of the shows we do yeah we all know quotes from Shakespeare because of the shows we do. And to our left here, this is good on the uh, on the podcast, yeah. to our left is a list of what's coming up from, from January onwards. We've this got is Annie, the, Annie the Musical, we've got Dr. Faust, yeah, on the war plan, sorry, yeah. We've got Midsummer Night's Dream, we've got uh, Beauty as a Beast, a play, we've got Guys and Dolls, Jack and the Beanstalk, you know, Billy the Musical, there's also Dogfight, which is an American musical. There's all sorts of stuff coming up, and... Um, because we've got a little 120-seater theatre down here, I say so little, it's a fairly, yeah. fairly good size, you know, we, can, we don't have to rent anywhere. We can be quite experimental. We can do stuff like 13 The Musical, which not a lot of people have heard of. But it will be so beneficial for the kids who are in it that that's what we're all about, you know. And, and it, it, it's, it's, for me, it's friendship. I'm still mates with people who were at Northern Theatre. Me too, yeah. And there was a great guy, you mentioned some of the people who wrote plays, but there's a guy called Brian Williams who ran the technical side of it. And he he was quite visionary, actually. What he did, set-wise, he designed all the sets and that kind of thing. He was one of the directors of the company, but he designed all the sets. And, you know, what he did was incredible, and I kind of hope i brought a bit of him here, because he's the reason that Napa is now in here, because he taught here when it was an art college. So it's kind of... It's his fault we're here. Yeah. That theatre, the studio theatre as it was on Maybury Street only sat sixty. Mm. And it had a big column in the middle. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. column used to <laughs> it used to be it was a lamppost one week, yeah. it was a Maypole the next do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was incredible. He was a grumpy
0: git, but he was really incredible. At one he was gig. he was very funny and much missed and yeah, some of the you know do you still have like archive photos from back there? Do you sort of hold those? Yeah, they're all here somewhere. Don't, yeah. ask,
1: me, don't ask me where. Before digital, before they're you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There they will be somewhere,
0: there will be piles of all that. I think they've raised DVDs, uh, So not, not even DVDs, VHSs. Yeah. In people's kind of lofts yeah. of shows back then. Yeah. Um, God. They're
1: not as, uh, they're not, when you watch a DVD of a show that you were in, they're not as magical as you imagine. No. Like, because <laughs> it's, it's like one shot for two hours at the back. Yeah. You can't even make people out can you? the sounds awful, you yeah. know. But but somehow being there in it is just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And so there will be there will be archive there will be archive of you here, Matt, you know? Yeah. Yes. God, God <laughs> delete. Now uh, yeah. we also do summer schools and I know you were you were always in the summer schools. I was always
0: my summers were just doing shows. Yeah. And then we used to do 24-hour shows as well, yeah. which is uh, right. where you make a whole show in, in a night. And scary, it was scary, and you still do them.
1: Yeah, we do a summer school. We do three weeks of summer school: a dance, a drama, and a musical theatre. Yeah, They're packed, and um, you know they, they start rehearsing on the Monday, and on the Friday night the show goes on. Mm. Pair all the parents come, and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So which ones are
0: you, are you doing? Do you devise it, or have you got pre? Uh, scripted things.
1: There, there's a there's a great guy here called Andrew Siddle. I uh, know Andrew, he's amazing. Yeah genius. He writes them. I know, he's, he, a, he's a genius arranger and writer. Yeah. He's so lucky man, he's brilliant. He yeah. he, he writes them so there's one, one year it'll be themed on Cowboys, one year it'll be themed on you know the Wild West sort of thing. The next year and they're all like murder mystery type yeah. they're just brilliant. He writes them, they've got original scores. Yeah. And the kids are learning something, they're just learning something brand new, they love yeah. it. But from that, going back to the original question, from that is the, this mentality of lock the doors, we're making something special here mm. and we don't really want to collaborate or we don't want to shout about it because somebody might take it off us. Mm. Do you know there's that feeling of we're alright, we don't need the world to know about this. But as you know, if you want to attract funding and you want to get people through the door, you have to collaborate and you have to Bring people up and say shall we do that together mm. or uh, it's just a way of
0: surviving i think so that's what i'm trying to do it's not the sort of business where you can be selfish really. i mean okay you know yeah there's competition you know there's bitchiness and stuff but <laughs> we just it just works better when we when we share yeah. and you have a meeting oh i've got this idea to do this yeah we we've sort of thinking about that let's work together yeah. um, and that's how it works Because we've got uh, our young
1: people a few of our young people are in Hull Truck's production of Peter Pan playing the That's kids right. and um, a few of the staff here were like oh god but they're not going to be here they're going to be at whole Truck we need them here A. we're not getting their class fees we're losing money mm-hmm. and, but B. we're you know we, we've got our own shows going on but then you step back and you think you know when those kids are growing up and they say oh yeah I went to Napa and one year I was in a professional show at Hull Truck
0: do you know what I mean? Yeah absolutely you'll never forget that will you? No I think those sort of experiences you think, oh, th- this is exciting, yeah. and if one day I can get paid to do it, then that's yeah, that's exactly. you, that's
1: what it's all about. And, you, and just going back to the wall chart to our left, you know, we it's great that we've got all those shows here in our little theatre, but next year, I've said to the team, I, I really think half of those should be outside the building because there's nothing like working in. A, you know, we could do a partnership with Back to Hours, for example, and do a one, uh, the senior drama students could do a pop up drama in. Long ill estate, I don't yeah. know, or you know, and they're really up for that kind of thing. It's all right doing it in here, but you're in a bubble really where everybody thinks you're the best in the world, and, yeah. and I think they are. But there's something different about getting out there, like at Hull Truck and being on that stage, working with a different director, yeah. seeing picking up terminology about lights and sound and dress rehearsals and technical stuff, and which you don't get here, yeah. uh, you only get one side of the story. So, I'm hoping we can. We can reach out. If anybody's listening to this and wants to work with NAPA, ring me up because it's a big yes. Dude, please. Definitely.
0: You talked about the collaboration uh, with Truck, you're providing kids for Peter Pan. Well, did you also have some of your students in David Copperfield?
1: Yes, one of the students, uh, well, uh, actually, uh, a little girl called Darcy was in it. Right. And um, she, uh, we don't know how, you, the thing is, when you film these things, it could be a little blink of the back of a child, but we don't know. It how much is going to be in it but um, we'd like Armando to come up with a whole premiere that would be brilliant I saw this yeah so basically
0: David Copperfield is a film Armando Iannucci he of uh, In the Loop The Thick of It he just did uh, Death of Stalin. he's now a big film director you'll probably see his stuff Um, he he shot a lot of the scenes for the film of David Copperfield in the old town in Hull
1: yeah is it the personal history of David Copperfield? is it something like that it's called isn't it yeah I can't remember the lead's but it's going to be
0: a huge film coming out soon I've already seen some of the trailers yeah. and there will be Napa students possibly in it Yeah, and I think that people are cottoning on to the, the fact that Hull is quite a good place to shoot stuff because yeah. we've got water there's countryside not far away we've got the old town yeah. and the council are pretty good I think they just shut down the old town field yeah. and it's cheap
1: yeah. and can we can we completely redecorate those buildings Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Remember so,
1: years ago. Um, well, there's a John Cleese film. film That's right in the state, whole station. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, I grew up off Beverly Road on Desmond Avenue, on that area of the road, and on the one of the streets near that, Beresford, I think it was. Yeah. There was um, a big thing came fly came through the door. They're filming. BBC are filming a drama called Crossfire, and Beresford Avenue looks a bit like Northern Ireland. So, <laughs> I don't know how. So, they've ch- the location scouts have chosen this uh, thing. Now, if you want to be an extra, right. turn up at this point. And, of course, it was brilliant. And what they did was they did a street riot in the street. And I wasn't an extra, but I was behind this sort of rope watching this, thinking, oh, this is incredible. It is, isn't it? You know, and they were throwing petrol bombs. They were obviously, you know, all kind of very well rehearsed. But I think the problem is if you want... Companies to come and do that, you have to have the infrastructure. That you? you've yeah. got to have the good hotels, and the transport links, yeah. and nice places to eat, and all that. And we're getting there, aren't we? We are, yeah, yeah. We are. for sure. The more that the more people do it, the more easier it becomes for people to go. Well, let's try a whole, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: it's great for the young people here because I've got this ambition that one day we'll run an acting for TV or acting for film course which
0: I don't think anybody's doing around here I don't think they are I mean when I was at drama school we did. I think I remember we had like two weeks yeah. with like an old video camera and this was a natural like right, yeah. drama school keep it small everyone keep it small that's exactly, was it, it that's yeah. all you got yeah. um, we did quite a bit of radio because there was an ex-BBC guy from BBC Radio Drama and we did the Cartman Hobbs Award yeah. so we went to kind of Bush House or somewhere in London so that was good. Yeah. But yeah, TV wise, I mean, this was like '98. It wasn't like back in yeah. the day. of The day, you know. So yeah. we're completely unprepared for lots of things. Yeah. Um, but um, just just going back to um the sort of value I suppose in a broader sense of an, of an arts education. More specifically, what does it give you? Because yeah, you might get to learn to dance, learn to act and sing. Yeah. But there's, there's more to it than that, and there's a, there's also value to the city of mm. Hull as well. Yeah.
1: This is where I get all poetic because I really, oh, I, I,
0: I do believe in what, what
1: we're doing here. It is more than just a dance school, you yeah. know. We've got six hundred young people. We work in fifteen whole primary schools, and we we reach another two and a half thousand every week through that. Um, and you know, it, it's a bit it's a bitterly divided world we live in at the moment. And I think performing arts well, arts, but performing arts, brings people together like nothing else. I really do believe that. And the young people that come here, mix with other young people from the opposite side of the city, you know, as I said earlier, they, they wouldn't bump into these people in any other way, of, in any other walk of life. I Maybe mean, you get it in children's sport, I suppose, but even in your local football team, you tend to be from the same school or yeah. that same area. Whereas when you've got someone like Napa, you literally have people coming together. And it, I think it, it kind of teaches you a bit of tolerance... Understanding of other points of view you know the big one is confidence I mm-hmm. think you know if you want to become an actor that's great but if in the future you end up being a, a, a bank manager who needs to address the national conference and you think back to your nappy years mm-hmm. and you put a bit of acting into it you, you're winning yeah. if even if you just want to be a better parent I think you know I, I, I don't think I'm overselling it I, I really believe that this is what performing arts just for young people. I believe it's why I'm here and why I had that career at the BBC, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't an actor at Northern Theatre, but I certainly got the confidence from doing what I was doing like you did, and mm. I think when you, get, when you find something you're good at, it gives you confidence to get better at other things, mm. and so w- the academic side improves as well, if, if, you, if you've got the confidence from being quite good on stage, then, when you go into another classroom and, and learn English and maths, I think you, you grow, you know.
0: You're in a, quite a pressured situation if you're in a show with other people, yeah. And you very quickly, if, if you start being selfish or difficult, yeah. you know, things start to break down, so you learn that you cannot do that, yeah. Um, obviously, you get the payoff and the thrill in front of an audience, it's yeah. that unique sort of thrill you get, but those sort of skills are working together in a bit of give and take, yeah. When people's Upset, or you know, they're they're struggling with their lines or whatever. Those are real life lessons. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. No, That you can uh, transferable to other careers. Absolutely.
1: See, you've got to work as a team. Otherwise, you very quickly there's no place for you. You've got you've got to do that. You've got to do problem solving really quickly, haven't you? Mm. When you're in theatre,
0: often in the moment, literally on stage, and
1: and, and sometimes without the flicker of an eye. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, the, the spotlight's on you. How can I get out of this quickly? And you know that's useful in everything you do isn't it absolutely it as well it, it's about um, for those who don't want to make it a career mm. you know there are the ones who've got children this year young people not children anymore but have gone to Radra and Lamb and all the big schools but yeah. we've mm. also got ones who've just come because they want to have fun mm. and there's nothing wrong with that is there
0: there's, there's quite a big debate going on at the moment about cost of auditioning yeah. uh, and of, not, not only going to London and you know finding fees and living expenses and rent and all the rest of it just the actual cost of an audition in yeah. places like uh, well actually lambda has changed because sarah franklin used to run the royal exchange she's said we're going to absolutely slash the cost of auditions yeah are you because it still it still costs a bit yeah. to come here and engage in kind of training there's there's yeah. costumes all sorts of things, class fees um what are you trying to do in, in those sort of terms you mm-hmm. know trying to make it more accessible to people who are not Loaded, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, the first thing I, I'm going to do is, is, starting next week, is we've got a brand new website coming, with really transparent class fees on because I think people assume it's very, very expensive, mm-hmm. and for some people it is. It's four pound fifty, five pound a class, which right. for an hour, you know, obviously price of an expensive coffee and a cake. And it's I not. It's cheaper than swimming lessons. That's all lot like. yeah, Do you know right. what I mean? And um, my ambition. I'm not keeping a secret. Is that you know, in the coming years, half of those young people will come here for nothing—the uh-huh. ones that really need it and couldn't come here unless it was for free. We already have a bursary scheme funded by a private individual. We have about twenty kids who come here for nothing. Right. Um, there's a little lad. He was really—he can't wait to tell you. Yeah, I'm on a scholarship. I he tell. First time I met him. Hello, what's your name? I'm on a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's. Um, I'd like to remove any barrier. Yeah, we do. A, I said we, we work in primary schools. Once a year, we do a big showcase where we bring two thousand kids into the city centre from these primary schools. They don't come to Napa as, as a building, mm. but that we work with them in schools, and we do a th- showcase over three three or four days at the city hall. Mm. And um, many of the kids last year were, were were saying to the staff that they'd never been into the town centre before. Wow. And you know. Um, that that's that's bizarre, isn't it? It is. It's, it's really a difficult sad, it? thing to hear, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then you you bring them into the town centre, you give them a, a packed lunch, and you put them on stage in front of their family at the, at the city hall, where they've, you know, they see posters around for the top acts, the top comedians, that kind they think, Wow, I'm here, you know. Yeah. And you can they go into the dressing rooms and they think, oh, you know, they absolutely love it, but it, it's um it's about. Removing any barriers, so it's about allowing those parents to come and see that show for nothing mm. rather than going, oh, it's £10 if you want to come, yeah. yeah. And that, that's the ambition. I would really like Napa to be for as many people as possible. And there are young there are people here who can afford three, four, five, six, seven classes a week, mm. but there are some who just could not come unless we help them out, and that's the ambition
0: yeah, especially in a city like this. And as, Yeah, and as
1: far as audition fees go, for you know, if you audition for Radar, it's 80 quid. <sighs> Jeez.
0: And then um, the train down there. And
1: the train down there. Yeah. And then, of course, you get a, quite a lot of notice when you're auditioning. So if you're lucky, you can do the train and back in a day, if not as a hotel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you'll get a recall, but the recall is, if you're lucky, the recall is within 24 hours, 36 hours notice. Really? Yeah which is a a bad trend that we've seen time and time again. So you can't get the cheapest train ticket. Mm. It's too late. And, you know, your recall might be free, but you've got to pay for your train fare back down there. And again, a hotel. So we've come up with this fund. We had a brilliant musical director who many people will know called Paul Frankish. He was an amazing man. And sadly, he died earlier this year. And... um, It really hit Napa hard. It was a big part of the family here. Mm -hmm. And we were thinking, what can we do? There was a collection at his funeral. Paddy, our head of musical theatre, ran the whole marathon and raised two grand. And so we started this fund in Paul's name to pay for audition fees and train fares. And um, (laughs) we've only just started it. We've had like 15 young people here fill in the form and say... And it's not going to be means tested. It's Mm -hmm. just based on what the staff know about these young people. Um, and they're going to be spot grants of hundred quid just to help with the train fare ticket. And you know, people are saying, well, "Paul would have loved that. He would have hated his name on the poster, but he would have loved the fact that we were
0: doing this." You know? Yeah, absolutely. And that that makes such a difference because otherwise, further down the line, you get kids from the southeast who are within like an hour of London. It's not a level playing field. Oh, no. and then you get the kind of the class. It becomes a class thing, and then it yeah. becomes a geographical thing as well. Yeah.
1: Because when I went, to, I don't know about you, but you. I, You're younger than me, but when I went, you got a grant for going. You got your maintenance grant to live on. Yeah, you know, um, and I'm not saying we were awash with money, but it was all paid for. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I read um, a brilliant
1: article by Julie Walters in one of the papers recently, saying she would never have done anything like the career she's had being from the Midlands had she not got that grant and been able to go to Strasbourg absolutely right because now you have to have
0: another couple of jobs yeah. and that eats into the time where you should be studying yeah. uh, so you go back you go to college in the morning knackered especially if you're doing performing arts training where yeah. you're there at nine on the dot dancing and stuff yeah. and if you've been up till one two in the morning you know pouring wine for somebody in the city of London or whatever you you're yeah. Yeah, knackered, you're not able to yeah. kind of learn properly We, it's we, really we wouldn't have had, uh, certainly on the stage management
1: course we wouldn't have had a chance to get a job because it was doing real stage management hours so you were in, first thing, you were then altering costumes for the next rehearsal till midnight, you know, it was yeah. real full on so um, I don't know how we would have done that but um, for somebody like Julie Walters to say she, she couldn't have done it today it's sad, isn't it? It is because but, we're the best at this in this country. I really do believe that. We're we world beaters at this. It's something we can really shout about.
0: Well, this is the interesting thing. I mean, I, you know, we're trying to compete with sort of China and, and, and some of the uh, Asian countries in engineering mm-hmm. and science, and that is important. There's a lot of pressure on the arts mm-hmm. industry to sell this. And I know some of you hold the opinion that maybe it's a bit of a, an indulgence, and yet you know, you look at any Oscar winner's list of any year, that is one of our great exports. That's what we're really good at. Yeah. I think if we start messing with that and undermining it, or taking taking it for granted, mm. I think we're going to lose that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it starts in places like Napa.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. And um, but then there are young people who just come for fun, and they are yeah. ones that just come for a laugh and to make friends, and they're welcome as well. Got an email yesterday. I keep saying I got an email. I'm not making these up. I'll show you them if you like. It's proof. Yeah. But I got an email yesterday from a a mum who a mum wanted to bring a daughter and sort of said you know she's never she's never done anything before so i wasn't sure whether she'd be allowed to come or not i'm
0: like yes
1: get her in here you know the more area, because you've got to start somewhere haven't you?
0: absolutely yeah and who knows what talent might lie there or not but like you say if you're having fun that's ultimately yeah. what it is
1: so I'm, I'm lucky going back to the, the initial initial question in that i feel like i've had two careers three careers where i've really not consider it to be work. Hmm. And how, how much more lucky can you be, you know? I, I, you know, I have yeah. had proper jobs, but the, my careers have been uh, in stuff that I can't wait to get in the morning, like you. You know, it's
0: yeah. just great. One more time! It's another little, it's little, it's another little well the These clips are some lavishly talented young actors performing in recent Napa productions. Now, if you want to work with Carl on what he's making happen, or if you just want to know more about the place and its people and what they do, you can visit their website, northernacademy.org.uk or you can have a skeg at their Twitter and Instagram accounts, uh, which are both at Napa underscore Hull. Now, in part two, we are going to be speaking to some more Hull royalty. In fact, we're going to be speaking to the king himself.